Go get that drink. What the fuck did I do wrong? Tell me. You blamed Quaid. You blamed about Mars. Are you crazy? I don't even know anything about Mars. You should have listened to me, Quaid. I was there to keep you out of trouble. Welcome to the channel, ladies and gentlemen. We got Killian and Coriander, and we're going back into Arnold territory, talking about 1990s Total Recall, and I can't wait. How's it going, guys? <laughs> good. Pretty good. Pretty good. How about you? How are you? I'm I'm ready to rock on this, man. This is this is one of those movies, Kill. You know you know what I mean. This is one of those movies we've seen so many times, especially when we were younger. Um, so it's going to be really, really fun talking about it. There's a lot to unpack with it, too. So real quick, in the chat, let's see who we got here, and then we'll do a quick take. We got Jason, J-Man's Movie Cave, saying, <laughs> see you at the party, Richter. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> and we got Sasha. Sasha's in the hey. chat. What's up, Sasha? Saying, hey. Hi, Night Watch crew. All right, all right. Nice. And we got Phil's creepy videos in the chat. What's going on, Phil? Hello. Saying, hey there, horror fans. <laughs> nice to see you, Phil. And we got Londa Literate in the chat saying, recall, recall, recall. <laughs> Everyone's going to have quotes from the movies. That's great. Uh, Sasha says, undeniable classic. Isn't that the yeah. truth, man? This movie yeah, it is. I'm telling you, we're going to have some fun talking about this for a few minutes. So real quick, let's do a quick take with you guys. Coriander, I'll start with you. Give me a quick take of what this movie means to you or what comes to mind when you think of Total Recall. When I think of it, I think of a great, you know, mind bender movie. It's yeah. Nice. It takes you to so many Absolutely. places. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right. How about how about you, Kill? Um, man, you you know, uh, when when I think of this movie, I think of you know, this was when Arnold was just hitting on all cylinders, man. Every movie, mm -hmm. you know, whether it was just yeah. action or action sci-fi or you know, and 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 this movie is so immersive. I mean, from the right. music to the cinematography to the special effects yeah. for the time. It's it's just absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, to me, this movie I, I just remember when I saw it, it was just one of those movies that just kind of blew my mind because it had a lot of creativity to it, a lot of imagination. It was sci-fi, but it was some awesome action and just Arnold doing what he does best. Like you said, Kill, he was he was at the peak of what he was doing uh, at that time in his career. So it was just really cool. But anyways, we're going to get ready to get started. So for you guys in the chat, for you guys watching the replay, sit back, relax, get your ass to Mars. Two weeks. Excuse me? Two weeks. Night. No, Trevidian is going out. And it gets worse. The rebel. 
shall we kill i'll have you start off give me some quick takes on this thing where we're going to start with the story and the cast and all the wonderful wonderful effects oh man well you know for one this movie does not shortchange you on the visuals you know they don't give you a purple puff of smoke they give you mars or at least their interpretation (laughs) of it they give you a realized future down to the the Mm -hmm. cars the robots just the transportation that can take you to other planets, you know, and mm-hmm. um, of course, recall, you know, implanted memories of fun vacations you may have not had. Um, and right, on top of this, right, I mean, right. man, you, you got you got Arnold, you got Michael Ironside, you got Sharon Stone. I mean, yes. you know, you you had a really solid cast on top of great special effects like you know, especially for yep. the time. And I personally love the score of this, especially the yes. opening, the opening uh, song as the credits are rolling. You know, I, you know, I love yeah. that one, man. That's um, why I had to play that a little bit. Right? I played I, it as much as I could. You know? I, I, I appreciated that. I was jamming, man. And, and, and on top of it, man, you have Arnold's charisma because yeah, Arnold, yeah. Arnold is playing an every man, in this movie mm. for the most part, but even Arnold's every man is like, you know, <laughs> larger, larger than life. And he, right, he's, right. he, and, and it's interesting cause he's such a mild mannered guy until things happen and, you know, truths right. get uncovered. I mean, he's just a family man and a husband, you know, he's just like, Hey, right. he, go, he goes to work. He comes home to his beautiful wife, mm. Sharon Stone. And he's just living his life, man, you know? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, h- how about you, Coriander? What were some of the things that come to your mind, especially in the in the beginning of the movie, how, how it kind of starts off? Yeah, it starts off, you know, like any other movie. He's with his wife. They wake up, mm-hmm. you know, have breakfast. Yeah. And, yeah, then he, you know, decides to go to recall. And, yeah, all hell breaks loose, so. And the cast, yes. yeah, I mean, it, what can you say? This this movie's great. I mean, the special effects, I love, like, 80s special effects, even, how, even though yeah. it can be cheesy sometimes. You just appreciate mm-hmm. it so much more than, you know, with yeah. how everything is CGI nowadays. So, 
Yeah. Right, it's, right. It's just, yeah, well, it's an incredible movie. The, the beautiful thing about it to me, and, and real quick, just to catch up uh, in the chat, Sasha was saying the score is practically identical to Conan, um, which is true. And, and, and Kill, we both love both of those movies and loved the soundtracks. Mm-hmm. We, would, we used to just love watching just the intros to both mm-hmm. of those uh, films just to hear the soundtrack. But what you were saying, Coriander, is very true because you had great practical effects uh, from Rob Bottin, who once again, we, we make connections mm-hmm. to the thing, uh, which, you know, I don't mind doing. And um, the practical effects, uh, the the makeup, uh, the puppetry, all of those things were just fantastic. And it felt very real. It felt, I mean, I kid you not. And, and I just rewatched it, obviously, for this episode. And it still holds up. It still it looks real. You know, I mean, I know it's not, but I'm just saying when I'm watching it, these things really hit the nail on the head. When you see the mutants on Mars, all those things, it's like, wow, it looks so good. It looks so real. And it's funny because this movie is, uh, what, 35 years old, uh, 30 years old, whatever it is. And um, Mm -hmm. it still holds up. It's just crazy to think that. Um, Real quick, Kill, before I get back to you, I just want to jump into the chat. Um, We've got Biffer. Biffer is in the chat saying hi to everyone. And we've got Slasher Fred saying this movie is like that film, The Truman Show, where the main protagonist learns that his reality is not what he thinks it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was a great movie um, as well. Um, and of course, Biffer, his special effect, his favorite one. I think we know which one that is. But Kill, let's, let's get back to you. Let's... Let's start um, with some of the other things going on. So he goes to recall because he keeps having this dream and he wants to go to recall because they can give you the memories of a lifetime. And it's really, really uh, interesting the way they present it as a business. But he goes there against the wishes of his wife and also his best friend who he works with. Both of them saying, don't go to that place. They're butchers. They'll mess up your mind. So take me take me at that point once he goes to recall and then things start to happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he, he goes to recall because he keeps having recurring dreams of Mars and a, a woman on Mars, a very beautiful woman mm-hmm. on Mars. And he goes to recall and they're like, okay, well, we can we can set you up with those memories and we can give you this right. persona of a secret agent. And he's like, okay, cool. Right. But of course, you know, as as they try to, to put him under... You know, it's already like, hey, someone's already tampered with his memories. So, okay, we got to get rid of this guy and and act like he never came here. And that's really Mm -hmm. when the movie kind of shifts into high gear because like the opening sequence you had, his his co-worker came with his buddies, essentially trying to capture him to send him back Mm -hmm. to Mars to get his memory wiped again or you know to be interrogated and mm-hmm. what, what's really cool about this movie from this Porsche part on especially when you're first viewing you don't really know what's going on you right. know you, you right. it, it, it's yeah. very much a mystery and mm-hmm. essentially you know his character is us you know because right. he as he's our protagonist, he's also kind of our windows to this movie. And yeah. he, he doesn't know who he can trust. So he, he goes back home to his wife and he's like, honey, mm-hmm. you know, the craziest thing, my, my buddy from work just tried to kill me. And I went to recall mm-hmm. and she's like, wait, what? 
you know, <laughs> and, right, right. and, you know, I, and, you know, I can keep going on, but yeah, I don't want to yeah. give too much away for anyone who has not seen this great well, movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to say this right now. We are definitely going to talk about spoilers because it's almost, you know, it, it's a very difficult movie to not talk about spoilers. But the great thing also is that even when you get to the end of the movie, there's there's still a little bit of question in the air. There's still a little bit of ambu, bu, uh, ambiguity to it because it's like, wow, you know, he at the end of it, but I don't want to jump to that part yet. But Coriander, once once he goes back to the apartment and he's talking to his wife, Laurie, and, and all that type of stuff and stuff goes down, what what were you thinking in that, at that point? Because obviously that, that was the first twist that we see. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like the first plot twists of many you know yeah because you don't know if this is what's you know the the what is what is it that he went into like uh he went into recall for the yeah you know dream state or whatever this vacation that he was supposed to be taken yes yeah yes and you know like like you're saying who knows if this is his memories or if this shit is really happening so, right. yeah. yeah, and then Absolutely. when he gets home and his wife is all at first, well, like Killing was saying, why did you do that? Why'd you go? Right. He told you not yeah. to. And then the next right. thing you right. know, she's got a gun, she's shooting at him, mm-hmm. and yep. yeah, it's like another yep. twist. It's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, and, and then, yeah. of course, at that point, all hell kind of breaks loose, and, um, you know, she even tries to get him to... She tries to distract him so that the thugs led by Michael Ironside, who was wonderful, who played Richter, um, so that they could come and apprehend him. But he was smart enough to figure that out and left uh, left in time uh, to get away from Michael Ironside and those guys, which was a wonderful chase. This this whole sequence yeah. was, you know, like another 10 minutes or so, maybe a little bit longer of them chasing him. And he doesn't know what's going on. He's on the run. And it's just a really cool sequence because, again, like you said, Kill, you're in the you're in the driver's seat with Arnold. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know why these people are coming to kill him and all that type of stuff. And he doesn't know who he can trust. So, Kill, um, before I get to you, I just want to catch up on the chat, and then we'll go into that scene where he gets the briefcase. Um, Sasha says Dean Norris from Breaking Bad is in it too, but unrecognizable with the heavy prosthetics. Absolutely, yeah, he, yep, he sure is. And it's funny because he, he, he is unrecognizable, but it's funny because I, I recognize him, but that's because I'm a big Breaking Bad fan and I've watched that whole entire series a couple times. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, we've got Ken, Ken from Mid-Level Media in the chat saying, hey guys, uh, watched in 4K earlier this year and this movie totally holds up. Great sci-fi story. Absolutely, Ken. We, we totally agree and we're just... Which is pretty much gushing about it, you know. Um, Sasha says, I wish I could have my memory wiped to forget the needless remake. <laughs> um, well, Sasha, you're going to be in for a, a, a treat because we're going to actually uh, talk next week. We're going to talk about uh, this movie versus the remake and all the ins and outs of that. So that should be an interesting conversation. But Kill, let's let's go to the point when he's on the run and he finds the briefcase and that really takes us to the to, to the, the meat of the story. How, how do you think about that part? 
Yeah, like I mean, he you know he gets a, a mysterious phone call from someone who apparently knows him, but of course Arnold doesn't recognize or know the guy, and he's like, "Hey, look, you told me to give you a call and give you this briefcase if you ever got in trouble," and he's like, right. "I did," you know, and 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 once again, this is what's so interesting about this because you know, sort of like you alluded to, Knight, is this the dream world? that was implanted mm -hmm. in, into his brain or is this reality, right. you know, what's really going on. And mm -hmm. essentially, you know, in the briefcase, you know, there's like money and there's disguises. And then of course it's yes. the, 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 the bug finder. And the funniest thing about it is when he opens the briefcase, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, a cockier kind of secret agent version talking to him he's yeah. like hey hey beautiful you know if you're, if you're looking at this you're in a world of shit so so listen yeah. up you know? right. and you know of course the classic you know he takes the <laughs> the bug finder and he sticks it up his yes. nose and yes, he's like man. don't worry it's self-guiding just push till you hear the crunch <laughs> you know? right. it's like oh yeah. <laughs> you know? yes. um but but once again, you know, it, it, it's so cool because you have the Arnold that we're following who he's not a secret agent. He's just a guy right. on the run. He doesn't really know what he's yes. doing. He's kind of running on instinct, um, yes. you know, whether it's residual memory instinct from a life that he used to be a super spy or what have you. He's just yeah. kind of run, running scared and, and is a little desperate. So it's very mm -hmm. in interesting and it's very believable, you know, because yes. the, the, yes, the way absolutely. Arnold. Yeah, because we're really used to Arnold being a killer, a robot, you know, this, you know, the, you know, all these kind of things. But in this, he's really at least at the beginning portion of the movie, he's just like a mild mannered guy that's just trying to figure out what just trying to figure out what's going on. And right. um, absolutely, yeah, yeah, like you know, and and uh, of course, you know, the the biggest plot point of this is kind of the the halfway point where essentially the super agent Arnold says, "Get your ass to Mars," you know, right. Right. <laughs> that's where you'll you'll find the answers and you'll be safe and yeah. you know you can mm -hmm. complete your mission. So right, yeah. right, absolutely. Uh, real quick too, uh, before I get to you, Coriander. Um, we got the harsh truth. Frank's in the chat saying Michael Ironside is good in everything, and that is yeah, correct. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. We're, we're, all, we're all huge fans of Michael Ironside. Uh, Sasha says the fade to white at the end implies a lot. It's subtle though. Yeah, it really, really is. It really, really is. I agree with that. And we got David's horror in the chat. What's up, David? He's saying, welcome to Mars. How's it going, Nightwatch? <laughs> nice to have you, man. Nice to have you. But uh, Coriander, let's let's go through. Um, well, he was still being chased. And, 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 you know, he got out of there. He had the um, the disguise. You know, we obviously saw the scene earlier with the two weeks yeah. and all that type of stuff. First of all, let me just ask you this. We're not going to really talk about story per se, but what were you thinking of just some of the vision? What did you think of the visuals and the makeup and all that type of stuff? Because you've seen a lot of, especially horror, but also sci-fi stuff. What did you think about just some of the, the visuals that were happen happening? Like when the, the head came off and it kind of segmented and yeah, stuff like that. I mean, that, again, how did that seem to you? 
Yeah, I mean, again, you're talking about the '80s, and it was an, yeah. it it was awesome. I mean, when he was just like that woman. When I first saw this, it was like you had really. I didn't know that that was him. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah, I mean, yeah, when yeah when he took his head off and <laughs> threw it and it exploded. Yeah, that was a great yeah. scene. And it yeah, was like man. yeah, and like you always say. Botine man, he is a master. Cause yeah, he is incredible. He really, really is. It was incredible mm-hmm. stuff, man. I mean, again, these were these were some really interesting visuals um, that were just fresh, you know. And again, when you talk about sci-fi and kill, I know you can agree with this. We talk about sci-fi. This is well-worn territory. So mm-hmm. to see things that are fresh is really, really cool. By the way, the movie itself has an eighty-two percent Rotten Tomato score. A budget of fifty-five million dollars, but it grossed almost two hundred and seventy million dollars. So this movie, wow. you know, it was operating on all cylinders, and we're talking about nineteen ninety. So this is, you know, this is kind of like, you know, what I mean. This isn't like today when you have movies that are making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and stuff like that. But. We get to the point where he makes it onto Mars and kill. I'll throw it to you. Um, he, you know, he goes to the place to find Melina. He meets your your boy. I know, I know you love talking about Benny because he has five <laughs> kids, to, kids feed. to feed. So, so <laughs> I'll, I'll let I'll let you take it from there, man. What, what were you thinking once once he made it onto Mars? Uh, well, I mean, you know, uh, the the way they represented Mars was very interesting. You know, kind of had yes. that. Um, kind of sleazy feel to it or like kind of older you know kind of urban sprawl and mix Mm -hmm. that with the mining culture that was going on there and the mutants that you know like oh man like like benny said you know that yeah they're mutants here because of faulty air filters and the mutants come in various different types from ones that can read your mind or ones with alien arms or ones with three three breasts <laughs> you know? that's right yeah that's like right. like like her right there that's right um that's right. but 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 it, it's really interesting because once again he's he only has like little bits and pieces and of the puzzle you know he yes. he goes yes. to the he's hotel the that he, he yeah he goes to the hotel that he's told to go to which is a hilton <laughs> you know he he checks his safe safe deposit box and it has like the name of the bar and you know mm-hmm. so he's really operating on not a lot of information and he meets yes. benny the the taxi cab driver who's like oh i can take you there man and once he's there mm-hmm. at this kind of club strip club bar. slash brothel slash bar it's a little bit of everything yeah he he right. then meets up with you know melina who obviously he has a past with her and and she with right. him but he still is not really sure you know right. what's going right. on because his memory is still not his own um yes yes and and, and for me you know i i really like the way that it was represented because like you said night this is 1990. The vehicles right. look futuristic. You know, yes. they're on they're on Mars. You know, <laughs> the red planet, and 
for for you know for the money that this movie had to work with and the special effects of the time, I think they truly represented it very well, and you didn't feel shortchanged. So you know, yeah, it it, it didn't just look like the Arizona desert. It actually looked like yeah. something otherworldly. You know, it did. So, yeah. It really, really did. Uh, real quick in the chat, Sasha was saying, I don't know if you know that the violence had to be toned down, just like RoboCop before it. It was NC-17. Yes. Yep. Yep. Did know that. Um, and of course, with Paul Verhoeven, and actually, it's funny you mentioned that, Sasha, because that was a big part of the story. And Coriander, I'll get you in a second. But originally, David Cronenberg was the director for this movie. Okay. So there's a lot of, I'm going to, this is a little bit of a puzzle I'm going to throw out here. David Cronenberg was going to direct this, but then he ran into some creative differences with uh, Ron Chousset and Dan O'Bannon, who wrote the script. And of course, those two were the masterminds behind Alien. So it was funny because Total Recall was in kind of like developmental hell for a long time. And originally, they had Richard Dreyfuss attached to star in Total Recall. And that kind of fell through. And then they started thinking about Patrick Swayze to star. And that kind of fell through too as well. Mm. And eventually what happened, Cronenberg left and then the rights were kind of up in the air. And Arnold had a way to get in because Arnold actually wanted to do this movie. And he had, he had lobbied for it. Um, and I think this was after he had done Raw Deal. And he finally got the opportunity to do it. And he actually lobbied for... Paul Ver, uh, Verhoeven to come in and direct it because he was so impressed with what he did in RoboCop. So it's just funny how all these things came together uh, to work. And of course, when Cronenberg was free of working with this, he actually worked on The Fly. You know what I mean? So it's like all these great movies connected to each other. It's yeah. really, really interesting. But um, yeah. real quick in the chat, uh, Ken was saying, Arnold's eyes bucking out gave me nightmares as a kid. Laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, man. Nice. I know exactly what you mean. Um, uh, Frank says, haven't seen Rachel Takadin in years. Wonder what she's doing. I always thought that she was gorgeous. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, she did a couple things here and there afterwards. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where she was. I don't know where she's been. Um, yeah. And we got uh, Jason saying, hey, guys, what's going on, Jason? Hey. What's going on? But uh, Coriander, let's let's get into further into the story as we start to head towards the finale. And we've got the scene where he's in his apartment, kind of trying to get himself together because he left uh, Melina because she didn't trust him and so forth. So he's really alone at this point. And then he gets a knock on the door and then he has uh, your buddy kill come in and talk about <laughs> how, you know, we I've been brought here to bring you in. And you're actually still at recall, stuck in your memory, in your dream. Now, Coriander, what were you thinking about in, in this scene, how it was presented? Because I'm going to tell you, man, when I first saw it, it was trippy. It it was trippy because, again, it's like, here's mm. another twist, you know? Yes, it's like, is yes, another twist. Is really happening? Or, you know, yeah, is he stuck in that chair? And you know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah, I mean, he was smart, to, I think, to to have reacted the way he did and not trust these guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they even brought in, you know, his wife, quote unquote, yeah. his wife, Lori, uh, played by Sharon Stone. What, what were you thinking about in that scene kill, especially maybe when you first saw it? Uh, man. I mean, well, uh, other than thinking about Sharon Stone, um, I was, uh, <laughs> 
I, I, I was just, you know, I, I was just this confused. I was just like, is he really, you know, is this all in his head? You know, because right. they, they were very convincing, you know, and and it's like, man, I, you know, you, you don't want to accidentally do the wrong thing or shoot this guy who's saying, hey, if you do this, you're going to be a vegetable for the rest of your life. And yeah, yeah, you know, so yeah, I mean, it it was just really interesting. And and of course, the way Arnold just plays it is so so cool and smooth. And he's just like, you know, you're sweating, you know, or whatever, you know, it's just, you know, yeah, and like Sharon Stone was playing it pretty straight laced, you know, like you're my husband, you know, mm-hmm. come on, and yeah, mm-hmm. and luckily, yeah. you know, it, it it's like he's he's playing Russian roulette, essentially, right. and and yeah. luckily, you know, for the most part, he chose right and not did not believe them. Yes. Yeah, right. so. yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, why would and you start course- sweating like that if you were telling the truth? Right. So. Yeah. And that, and that was that was a great scene because it was something that he noticed uh, about the uh, the doctor. And then, of course, yeah. as soon as he he kills him because he saw him sweating, all of a sudden, boom, the wall blows up and there goes the thugs. And uh, obviously Sharon Stone shows her true colors. But luckily, uh, Melina comes and, and starts to, uh, you know, kind of even the odds, you know, coming to uh, to save Arnold, and then of course you you have that wonderful scene uh, where you know they were fighting her and uh, Sharon Stone, and they they did a lot of work on that. Uh, from what I what I found out, as far as just trying to make the fight look, you know, real and so forth, and of course they did some training, obviously the choreography for it. So I give those actresses a lot of credit because it looked good. You know, again mm-hmm. we're talking about 1990, so this is before you know it's, it's before. Hollywood realized that real martial artists should be doing choreography for these fight scenes, which came a bit later, you know, like in the mid to late nineties, that's when that finally happened. But um, for what it's worth, they did a good job. And so again, he's on the run uh, with Melina and it's just crazy because ultimately what's going on is Melina is bringing him in to see Kwato, which is the leader of the resistance. And you've got a lot of cool scenes but just so that we get towards the end of it, the bottom line kill. Let's let's throw it to you when he finally goes into the resistance headquarters, which is, by the way, in a secret passageway behind the bar, bar slash brothel. What what were you thinking about at that point? Uh, well, you know, Melina is obviously a part of the resistance, and and right. you know, you're you're getting more of the backstory from Quato and from Melina, like, hey. You know, you 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 flipped on you know Cohagen and you joined us and you used to work for him, and it, 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 at that point it's a it's a huge info dump actually. Um, yeah, it is. And he's like, you know, so so I I really was a secret agent, and I really I, mm-hmm. I was a bad guy. I, I worked for right. the bad guys, but you know I fell in love with Melina, or you know I liked her, and she kind of converted me to the the good side and of course you finally get to see Quato who's the leader who Quato mm-hmm. is also a mutant and he's right he, he's 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 the little man right there on, in the chest that's Quato yeah. <laughs> and what right. and once again as the viewer you're watching this and you're like what like wait yeah. what you would have never thought that you know no like, planned no. like, Quato will be here soon and I was he, expecting somebody to, to stroll in and be like badass, but sent, but instead it's this little guy, and he's, hi Quaid, 
Oh, yeah. And 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 and, 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 and and once again, they could have taken the, <laughs> the, the cheap and easy route and just had like a guy like you just said. But no, yeah. they said, look, this is science Rob fiction. Bottine. This is Mars. We, this is Rob Bottin. We're going to do mm-hmm. something a little extra. And I once again, yeah. I tip my hat to them because they didn't have to do yes. that, you know, for a kind of kind of a quick kind of throwaway scene. You know, that's yes. just kind of a quick information dump, you know, yeah. and then unfortunately, Quato gets killed, you know, so it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. but I applaud them for going the extra mile and doing that, you know. Yeah. And Ronnie Cox, who played Cohagen, who was kind of like the big bad in the background. He was he was awesome as usual. He was great in Noble Cop as well. And He's always course, the bad find, corporate guy. Isn't he, though? He always <laughs> is, man. But yeah. and Coriander, I'll throw it to you in a second. But, you know, we find out that um, that Quaid was a bad guy and um, and he was working with with Cohagen and um, he wants his mind back. And so they you know, you go to that great scene where they they put them back into the, the apparatus to, to wipe his his memory and to switch it back. And um, that was just a crazy scene. What did you, what, Coriander, what did you think of that scene, at, you know, as, as that was happening? Because to me, I was thinking, was this going to be another type of twist? Of course, it became an action scene. But what, what were you thinking at that point of the story? Well, first, you know, the set design there was incredible. I mean, it looked yes, like absolutely. it looked real. And yeah, you were yes. like, oh my, yeah, you you know, you felt for these guys. You wanted them to... You know, you didn't want what was about to happen to happen. So thank right, God Arnold, right, like, right. didn't he, like, break free, right? He broke free. Yeah, he yeah. broke free of his restraints, and he started killing yeah. people in the worst ways yeah. possible. Yeah, that <laughs> he stuck man, a I mean, through a guy's jaw. He's a freaking brute, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shout out, shout out to Rob Bottin again, man, because that stuff looked yeah. real. I mean, like, he took, yep. he took that pole... And shoved it up the guy's throat and it went out the side of his head and it just looked I'm yeah. telling you, man, this is stuff today it's they great. would use CGI. Oh yeah. They would use CGI today. But back then they worked hard for it physically. They you had know what I'm to. They, they had, had to. to, true. Yes, they did. And it looked really good. Everything kind of felt organic and real, you know. Mm-hmm. So but um Let's see. Also in the chat, we've got uh, Mr. Dan and Hara is in the chat. What's going on? What's going on? Saying, I was rooting for Rachel to Cotton. Always liked her. Yeah. I mean, she was just really good in this movie. She really was. Uh, Biffer says, everyone wants to act like getting your brain scrambled in the Total Recall machine is a bad thing. You think I wouldn't jump at the chance for that? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> no, there are some people that want to. Yeah. Yeah, and they said, come on, Cole Hagen, give these people air. <laughs> All right, man. So I had to do nice. it. All right, Kill. Nice. <laughs> take me through. Take, oh, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, take me through to the end, Kill. So they, they narrowly escape, and they head to the mines. And that's basically the finale of the story. Well, okay, but, but before before we get directly in the mines... He still got mm-hmm. some some cool gadgets, man. Because right? <laughs> Michael oh, Michael yeah. Ironside, these guys are still on him, and he has yeah. that uh the 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 oh man the thing the the hologram. He has the hologram, hologram. device, yeah. and he's yep. like, okay, I can. I, and once again, some cool shit as far as like the science fiction and the tech in here. He has a hologram device, mm-hmm. and he he you know he. Yeah. 
he's used it on these thugs before and faked them out before and you know and he's like right. all right well let's see how stupid they really are how dumb they really are and he does it again and he's like hi hi and they're like oh i bet you think this is quaid it is <laughs> and, he just, and, he, and he guns them down so it's just like this yeah, movie does. has action science fiction special effects yeah. great score and it yes. also has comedy because arnold and his charisma is just off the charts and and that's yeah. the one thing that's one of the things that we'll get into when we talk about the the remake <laughs> you know yes. you, you gotta have some yes. charisma you gotta have a little bit yes. of comedy in this you know but yes you know so now we're we're at the the end stage of this where yes. you know Quato Quad, has laid out the mission for him for for Quaid and the resistance to hey yes. g- give the people of Mars air you know there's a device mm-hmm. that was created by aliens you know a long time ago mm-hmm. to to, to right. change the atmosphere but of course Cohagen mm-hmm. is about money and he's like well I want to control the air that's how I I kind of run this planet and and hold right. sway over it so he doesn't yes. want he doesn't want free air. Right. You know, and it'll mess and, up his business. It'll mess up his yeah, business. Power. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm not sure who said it in the chat, but you know, that nightmare fuel of the eyes bugging out. Man, you yeah, could have Ra- Rachel Cotton's eyes bugging out, Cole Hagen's eyes bugging out, and Arnold's yeah. eyes bugging out. <laughs> you yes. know. Oh gosh. Okay, yeah. get rid yes. of that. <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> but yeah, man. Real I mean, quick, you know. Real, hold on, real quick. I'm sorry. Real quick in the chat. Sasha's saying I'm not sure what it is, but there's something about it that does remind me of Vertigo, but with f bombs and gore. Hmm. <laughs> well, I guess. I guess so. I guess I could kind of see that. That's a good one, Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> but what were, we, what were we saying, Kill? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, I mean just uh, th- at this part with the the once again the special effects. I mean, they yeah. have a special effect for the atmosphere coming into this yes. planet. You know, coming out of the ground, yeah. out of a mountain, and it's like. Yeah. Geez, like okay, and then of course people's eyes bugging out because you know they're yeah. on the surface. I mean, they. Yeah. I, I I guess for me, I re- truly true, and you know I hope I'm not gushing over this movie, but I truly love it when a movie doesn't, for, for one, doesn't shortchange you on things, and it right. thinks its ethos fully through, you know, and it, it it thinks everything through and it shows it to you. And, you know, because we know on, on Mars, there is no atmosphere. Everything was kind of either underground or in, you know, uh, like these specialized kind of domes. domes and so forth. And mm. anytime Cohagen wanted to punish the people, he would just turn off the air, That's you right. know. And if yeah. you happen to be outside of the dome, it's bug eye time, you know. Right. So, I, you right. know, so I, I just I just say this. This movie is from 1990. And thinks and does things way better than some movies that just came out two weeks ago (laughs) and and i'm I'm so sincere with that i i I actually have i actually have a movie in my head that i'm thinking about but once again if you're Mm -hmm. doing science fiction think think it through and show it to us and don't shortchange us don't give us a purple puff of smoke that's all i gotta say Great movie, yeah, Arnold. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. As we as we finish up, uh, Coriander, what, what 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 did you think about the ending? Because obviously, he's able to turn on the machine 
and the air comes back. And what did you think about the ending and how it was left open ended and so forth? Well, again, you had like another twist where, you know, he's playing something from Arnold telling him that, you know, this whole plan was what he planned originally was for him to bring lead the people to that guy, uh, that what the hell was his name? The little the, the dude Quato? and that guy. Oh, yes. Quato. Quato. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and you found out that, yeah, he felt bad that he got killed and that it was his fault because he right. led those people to him. So, right. yeah, right. I mean, this movie, like I said, had so many twists to it right up until the very end. So it right. was just really good. It's a really good movie. Absolutely. Yeah, it was very good. And and again, uh, Paul Verhoeven and, and Arnold had a great uh, relationship as far as just both of them respecting each other's abilities and so forth. And uh, of course, you know, you have the great Rob Bottin, uh working his magic. What was great. You had a stellar cast. Yeah. Uh, every, everybody worked really hard on this movie and it really shows it, it's, 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 yeah. it's acted in a way where, you know, you had fun with it, but yet it was, it was enough charisma and, and stuff to kind of propel the story um, everybody worked well with each other in this movie. It's a great sci-fi movie. It's a classic and it still holds up. That's the thing that really gets me. It still holds mm-hmm. up the effects, the sets, like you said earlier, killed the, the vehicles, um, everything about it. It's, it's really cool because Arnold has had, fortunately, um, in his career and for us as fans and viewers, he's had a few movies that have really not only been so special, but they've withstood uh, the test of time. And, and I think that that's a really, really cool thing um, yeah. to see, you know, especially as fans of his movies. But um, anyways, that's about all we got. The ending was left open slightly. So it does make you sit back and think, well, wait a minute. And I think Sasha in the chat was saying earlier that that fade to white was kind of like, wow, was this all a dream? You know, because everything <laughs> happened the way he wanted it as far as being a super agent, a secret agent. Yeah. And so you're just like, wow. And um, if I'm not mistaken, the short story by Philip K. Dick, which is what this is based on, um, the short story, we can sell it to you, for, uh, sell it to you for wholesale. Remember for you for wholesale, um, you same idea is like, what's real, what's not the dream world and the real world, you know? But anyways, for you guys uh, in the chat or watching the replay, please leave us a comment down in the comment section. Let us know what you think about Total Recall from 1990. Uh, What are some of your favorite scenes? Or I think uh, Ken was saying earlier, some of the scenes that gave you nightmares and maybe still do. um, Share share this with others that will enjoy it. Give us a like. That A thumbs up really helps out a lot. And we will catch you guys next time. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you are the Night Watch. Peace out. Peace. Peace.